Welcome to Holistic Sex Ed Radio, where we are changing the way parents talk to their kids about sex, relationships, and how to stay safe in our rapidly changing world. You are your kid's best source of information and primary example. In these thought-provoking conversations, Robin and her guests seek to improve your relationship skills, expand your knowledge, and give you the tools to help your kids make the most out of their lives. Now, here's your host, Robin LaCrosse. Hello and welcome to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. I'm your host, Robin LaCrosse, and today I have two very special guests with me here. Courtney Miller is going to be sharing her personal experience with addressing HPV and the problems that it caused her naturally. And our second guest is Kate Orson, who followed her doctor's advice, did a surgical procedure to address the abnormal cells on her cervix, and had some consequences that she really wasn't informed about. And so we're going to talk about that. Before I introduce Courtney, I would like to just mention that, you know, January is Cervical Health Awareness Month, and the human papillomavirus is the most common cause of cervical health problems. So what I'm doing with these three episodes, uh, this last past week, this week, and then next week, we're talking about the problems that HPV can cause, why men and women should be concerned, what you can do about it, how you can find out if you're a carrier of the virus. One of the challenges with HPV is that they're not, there is not widespread testing for it. In particular, men can't get tested in general when they go to their physician's office. Now, when I interviewed Jennifer last week, we had a very interesting discussion on HPV testing for men. And the good news is that men can actually get tested and it's not that expensive and it's really worth knowing because men are being diagnosed at about the same rate for oral and throat cancers as women are being diagnosed for cervical cancer. You may want to get tested. And so this uh, test kit that we are giving away, you have the option of testing oral, anal, vaginal or penile test sites. So you can test one of those. It's a full DNA test. It's very cool. We don't have time to really go into all the details here today. So definitely check out that previous interview and also go to my website, holisticsexedradio.com for all of the details. Just look on the top of the page in the menu and you will see the links for that. So I'd like to introduce you to Courtney Miller. Courtney Miller started her health coaching business, Shine Light Health, five years ago to help women with HPV find their own way to clear the virus naturally. After her own seven-year journey struggling with HPV, she found her way to healing and has made it her mission to help other women do the same. She encourages women to inform themselves, explore their options, and try a natural diet and lifestyle changes to help the body clear the virus naturally. She's also the founder and administrator of Empower and Shine, a Facebook support group that creates a community of women who support and encourage each other while helping to reduce the stigma and shame related to HPV. Hi, Courtney. Thanks so much for joining us today. And thank you so much for all your work that you do supporting women with HPV. I know that's a big thing. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me, Robin. It's an absolute pleasure to be able to reach out to uh, even more women to help educate and uh, spread awareness. So I'm happy to be here. 
Yeah. You know, when I was first diagnosed back in, I don't know, well, the first time was in the 90s, but then when I went for my po- my follow-up, you know, at least five years later, um, I realized, you know, like there was like no support out there. And, you know, this was in the early days of the internet. And so I ended up starting my own support group. And I know that you also have a support group that you started for women who have HPV. Can you talk a little bit about like how you got introduced to HPV, um, exposed, uh, and, you know, like your experience around HPV? Absolutely. Um, I had a similar experience to yours where uh, I was diagnosed with HPV, oh, uh, let's see, that'd be 2010, and um, I couldn't find a lot of information on it either. I couldn't find anyone to talk to about it. I felt really alone. I felt really scared, and I felt really ashamed. Um, my doctors, uh, weren't very helpful. They didn't answer a lot of questions. They didn't empower me to do anything for myself. They simply said, just wait and see. And that didn't seem right to me. Um, so I started trying to figure out what to do. Um, in the beginning, I followed doctor's orders. They, uh, prescribed a leap or, um, where they cut out the inner lining of the cervix with a little laser. And I did that and I waited for my year checkup. I came back and uh, I had now HPV as well, along with severe cervical dysplasia. So I decided that I wanted to find my own way to healing. And that really started this big journey for me of finding alternative methods of seeing what else was out there about doing my own research and finding the information um, that was out there. Uh, to kind of help my own journey of healing HPV a way that felt right to me. To me, you know, if we kept going in and cutting out the cells but not doing anything to fix the the core problem, you know, the problem's going to return. It's going to be there again. Uh, so I started looking into things that made sense to me, like a healthy diet, um, supplements, lifestyle changes, reductions in stress, um, you know, more yoga, more meditation, more time outside, uh, more sleep, <laughs> more water, um, and just taking really good care of my body so that I knew my body was strong, my immune system was strong and had the best chance at clearing the virus. Um, and I felt like as I continued on my journey, I um, finally found the support of a holistic doctor, uh, Dr. Nick Leroy, who did escharotic treatments. It's a natural treatment um, they apply directly to the cervix, which helps the, the abnormal cells uh, kind of fall off and, and leaves the healthy cells intact. Um, and between lifestyle changes, diet and supplements uh, and escharotic treatments, I was able to reverse uh, severe cervical dysplasia and clear the HPV virus uh, after a long seven-year journey. Uh, and I know along the way, I struggled a lot. Uh, I wished I had more support. I wish I had somebody to talk to, somebody who would understand, somebody who would help give me options other than what the doctors were telling me. Um, and in doing so, I decided I wanted to create that space for other women. So in the end, I created a Facebook group called Empower and Shine. Um, and it is a support group for um, you know any women with HPV, uh, severe cervical dysplasia or anything in between, um, just to be able to talk to each other, to find support, to find alternatives, and to find their own journey to healing. 
Mm-hmm. And HPV is our most common sexually transmitted disease. And I know that your Facebook group has like just has an enormous number of people in there, which is kind of distressing because it means that, you know, and we know that this is just a sliver of the women out there um, who are being affected, but so many people are impacted with HPV and even in spite of getting vaccinated too, I have people in my Facebook group who've got the vaccines and still end up with cervical dysplasia and and they don't understand why. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's Mm -hmm. really interesting to me um, that there are so many people out there with HPV and nobody's really talking about it. It's said that 80% of adults will have HPV at some point in their lives. That's a lot of the population. Um, And I know for, for myself, a lot of people have it and yet no one's talking about it. I, I didn't want to be the girl with HPV. I didn't, you know, want to be the first one to talk about it or bring it up. But as I got more comfortable talking about it, I found out that there were a lot of other people that around me that had it too. I was in a room full of girls one day and, you know, I got up the courage and I said, well, I have HPV. And slowly one by one, I had me too. Me too, me too, me too. I was sitting in a room full of girls. Everyone had HPV and nobody was talking about it. And to me, I think that is um, a really important thing, a part of why I created the support group, why I created the book, which we'll talk about in a little bit, um, is to help get the information out there, to make women realize it is really common. It's nothing to be ashamed of. It's, um, you know, nothing to hide. It's something that is very common. Um, and you can really live a pretty normal life, uh, even with HPV, with a diagnosis. Um, and that by breaking that stigma and shame, by talking to one another, we can find support from our fellow girlfriends, from our family. And to me, finding that support and releasing that stigma and shame was a big part of how I healed HPV was, you know, releasing that fear and finding the support of others uh, to help me, you know, find what I needed to clear the virus. And how important do you think that having that community support was for you to help move through it and and eventually get rid of HPV? I think it was a big turning point um, when I started to talk about it. You know, for years, it was something I didn't talk about. I didn't tell my friends. I didn't really talk much to my family about it. It was just kind of this thing I hid away in the back corner. And when I started to empower myself to find my own way to healing, part of that was learning to talk about it, to, mm. to, um, to own it. Because if you own it and you don't hide it and push it aside, you then have control of it, you know, and then you have more power over it. And then you can learn what to do with it and hopefully um, overcome it and clear the virus. You know, most of, vi- most of the time HPV does clear on its own, just a little bit of help, a little bit of support, a few diet and lifestyle changes, go a long way to helping the body clear the virus. Mm -hmm. Um, So I really find friends and family and the support to keep me going when I was scared and frustrated and confused and crying and didn't know what to do. um, My friends and family, you know, gave me the support I needed to keep going and find my way to healing. 
Mm-hmm. And it is a scary thing when you get diagnosed with HPV and cervical dysplasia. The doctors often say, you know, oh, you have precancerous cells on your cervix. You know, anytime you say the big old C word, everybody <laughs> freaks out. <laughs> and, you know, I know, and I'm sure you've seen this too in your support group where, you know, women come in just scared to death and feeling like their life is over. Like, and if they're like single and dating, like they're afraid that nobody will ever like look at them again. Like it's, it's like the psychological impact is pretty intense. Would you agree? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, it really is. And I think again, that's why I've been trying to get more information out there with the book, with the support group so that women know it's not the end of the world. It's not the end of their dating life. Um, you know, and I really think trying to continue on life as normal is the best way to help your body heal. Um, going, you know, if you go to the doctor, you get diagnosed, they don't have much that you can do. They don't have any suggestions. So you go home and you wait and see and come back in a year and see if it's gotten better. Or it's gotten worse. And in my mind, you know, what happened to me is I, I went home and I freaked out and I stressed out about it for a year and uh, worried and, <laughs> You know, there was a lot of fear in that time, and that really didn't help my body be in a healing state. Um, it was once I decided that I was going to take charge of my healing process, that I wasn't just going to sit and wait, mm-hmm. um, that my body moved from the state of stress to a state of healing. You know, the more we stress out about it, the more we freak out about it, the more we are uh, weakening our immune system. Mm-hmm which isn't helping the body clear the virus. Not at all. So the best thing we can do is to let go of that fear, let go of that stress. As hard as it may seem sometimes, continue on as your life as as normal. Don't let the virus have that much control over your life. Um, You know, you have to be a little bit more mindful with dating um, and sexual encounters. But otherwise, life can go on, you know, happily with HPV. And doing so is what is actually going to help us clear the virus from our bodies. Absolutely. And, you know, as somebody who's been out in the world of dating, who has a history of HPV, I found that most people are very non-judgmental about it you know i've i've only want run into like one guy who's like yeah no thanks <laughs> well, i, I kind of feel but, like yeah. that if if it's meant to be like if they're the one then they'll mm-hmm. stick around and they'll understand Absolutely. and if, and if they don't then they're not good enough for you anyway yeah um, i think a lot of it is fear because of lack of information absolutely because People don't know what it is, um, and they associate it with an STD, you know, an STI, and that's all they hear. And um, they get scared, and they don't take the time to actually inform themselves, you know. And especially with men who can't be tested in a in a doctor's office for HPV, um, they probably have it too. They just don't know it. Yes, exactly. Um, and actually, so it's a tricky little situation, you know? It definitely is. So, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, let's actually talk a little bit more about men and where the, our inability to get them tested. You got it. All right. We'll be right back. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to dish out success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Whether it's personal growth, building a better business, or inspirational life stories, make it a daily habit to tune into our programs. 
From weight loss and personal branding to law of attraction and increased happiness, you'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Tune in to Lead Up for Women. Speak up to Lead Up as we celebrate the influence of women in business and beyond. Your host, Colleen Biggs, speaks with guests who have stories to share, have faced adversity, and have become success stories in business, in their communities, and in personal accomplishments. Join the strong and the brilliant ones and understand that the world is ready for you to be at your best. Lead Up for Women is heard live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. As we age, there are certain situations which we all must face. Care and treatment don't always measure up to what it's supposed to be, and there are many questions that need to be answered. Tune in to Voices for Elder Care Advocacy with hosts Phyllis Amon and Rubina Chaudhry. Seniors deserve to have a more fulfilling life, and we'll bring you the answers that you need to hear to make it happen. Listen Mondays at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. Want to go deeper into this conversation? Visit us on the web at holisticsexedradio.com. Now back to Robin LaCrosse. So welcome back, everyone. So, Courtney, let's just touch a little bit on men and HPV because men can't get tested if you go to your doctor and you ask if you're a guy and you go to the doctor and you ask to get tested the doctor's going to be like yeah no we can't do that for you and i think a lot of the reason is because they don't know what to do with men if they were to get a positive diagnosis i find a lot of women don't realize that that men can't be tested for hpd um they you know talk to their boyfriend and they say hey have you been tested The guy went to the doctor's office, he gets tested, he comes back clean, and so they think they're good to go. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and I've educated a lot of my friends, and like, just because he goes to the doctor's office and says he got tested and he's clean, doesn't mean he's clean from HPV. Unfortunately, um, our medical field is really failing us in that department right now. Yeah, they really are. It's kind of sucks to like go to the doctor you know like your local std clinic you know like you know a new couple you go holding hands to the clinic to get tested you're doing the right thing la, 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 and all of a sudden you know it's like you both come back clean and then she goes for her pap smear and she's suddenly got hpv and where did this come from and it's like oh well guess what men aren't tested and so that's a false sense of security yeah, it really is. And, you know, um, it's not always the most romantic conversation to have, but, you know, I'm learning it's a really important one to have um, and to have before it gets hot and heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not on the first date, but somewhere between then and it getting hot and heavy, it's a really important conversation to have. And, you know, some people feel really uncomfortable having that conversation. I know in the beginning, I, I definitely did. I didn't mm-hmm. want to tell people. Uh, I felt ashamed. Um, and then, you know, as I continued doing it and kind of got over the shame, I, you know, realized like this is important not only to protect the other person, but to protect myself. You know, there's, there's many strands of HPV out there. Just because you have one doesn't mean you want to get another. Um, so as uncomfortable and unromantic as it can be, it's really an important conversation to have with any potential partner before it gets hot and heavy. Absolutely. And, uh, 
Yeah, I recently started a, a new relationship and, you know, my partner and I, we had that conversation and I got him to, uh, there's a HPV test that um, we're going to be talking about in one of the other shows. And I got him to do that and he came back negative, which I was like, yay. But so many men actually are carriers of HPV and um, it, it used to be, we used to think that it didn't impact men very much, but now what we're finding is that it actually um, is affecting men in the oral and throat cancer. So women are affected mostly in the cervix and men are being mostly affected in the oral, the throat, mouth, you know, area. So it's really something that we all need to be aware of and talk about and, you know, yeah. take care of ourselves. I, and maybe that's a good point is why is it's, it's, it's so one-sided is, you know, because at first it seems women, you know, could get cervical cancer from HPV, but there weren't a lot of known side effects, you know, to HPV for men. So there wasn't such a, a pertinent need yeah. to test men. Yeah. It would, it would be nice to have that option to go and get tested with a new partner and, you know, be able to make that conscious choice of, okay, you carry HPV or you carry herpes, you know, and do I like you enough to invest in that, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, and uh, take the risk. And for the right person, it's totally worth it, you know? I mean, these viruses, they might stick with us for, you know, a long period of time, like her herpes sticks with you for life. It may pop up and bother you or it may not I mean but the virus tends to stick in the body and so just because somebody has a virus doesn't mean that you're going to get it, it depends on the virus and your immune system and all sorts of things but I'd also like to talk a little bit about women and HPV like same-sex couples can do you have some thoughts or things about that you'd like to share yeah absolutely um uh I have dated both men and women. Um, I was with a man when I was diagnosed with HPV. Uh, and then after that relationship didn't work out for other various reasons, um, you know, I was back in the dating field and I did, you know, date both men and women. And I found that it was easier most of the time to have this conversation with women. Um, women tend to be a little more informed and a little more educated as they had their pap smears and they have an idea of what's going on and, you know, their doctors have talked to them about it. Uh, whereas most men just have no idea. I find most men didn't really care. Um, didn't really know, uh, mm -hmm. but didn't really mind. Uh, with women, it seems like you can have a little bit more of an open and educated conversation between the two of you. And it's nice because you both have the information you can both be tested. So you both know where you're at. Mm -hmm. Um, so I also find, you know, when uh, engaging in sexual relations with women, um, it's a little more uh, imaginative. It's not so simple um, missionary style. Mm -hmm. uh, so there was still plenty we could do while making sure we stayed safe, um, you know, and, and I found that women were more willing to work with me on that, you know, when I... Uh, was still HPV positive. You know, we just made sure that we watched skin-to-skin -skin contact. We watched where fluids went, you know, this hand's for me, this hand's for you sort of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, after uh, I cleared the virus, 
you know, my partner was super understanding that, you know, I had reservations, um, you know, it's something that has impacted my life. And, you know, she was super understanding and, um, you know, was willing to get tested or whatever it took to make sure I was, you know, comfortable. Um, so, you know, I think whoever your partner is, regardless of gender, should be open and understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it affects, you know, same-sex couples just a little bit differently um, than heterosexual couples, just because as two women, you can both be a little more informed on what's going on in your body. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. So um, we are going to wrap up this segment here, and I want to talk about your book a little bit before we wrap things up here. So can you tell us a little bit about the inspiration behind your book and who it's for? Yeah, you got it. Um, I have a copy of it right here, Mm -hmm. HPV-free, A Holistic Approach to Boost the Immune System and Clear the Infection Naturally. Um, The book was part of my healing process. Uh, when I was going through this long journey, I had to release the shame and the stigma that went along with it. If I ever was going to release the weight of this virus and have a chance of it clearing my body. So for me, it was, um, part of my own personal healing, healing journey and speaking up, uh, and then really in wanting to help other women, like any other woman who was in my shoes, who had just been diagnosed been told by their doctor to wait and see, had no idea wanted what to do. I wanted to empower them to take their health into their own hands, to inspire them that there was something they could do in that six months or that year that they're waiting and seeing. They can change their diet. They can add in a few supplements. They can cut out some bad habits. And they can really have a big impact on clearing the virus. I mean, most HPV virus cases will clear on their own. Um, And I just want to give women the best chance to help the body do that. So uh, it's, you know, two parts, one part for me to heal and another part to help other women heal and to get the word out there so that women who are in my same shoes um, feel like there's a little hope, feel like there's options. Um, It's a short, easy read not a big book. Um, And it's just a way to give you a little hope to get you jump started on your healing journey. Um, It's really to inspire women to find their own way. You know, I don't set out, um, you know, an exact protocol of how you should do it. I say, this is what I did. This is what worked for me. Now Mm -hmm. go out there and, and find what works for you. And I believe that everyone is different and everyone should find their own way to healing. Um, so in no way is this book meant to be all inclusive of all the ways you can heal, but it is my story and hopefully it helps other women find their own way um, to clearing the virus naturally. Yes, absolutely. And it's so true. I mean, everybody is different. We have different biochemistry. We have different things going on mentally, emotionally, and there isn't necessarily a cookie cutter approach that one size fits all. You know, I notice a lot of the, the women in my Facebook group, you know, like they look for that magic pill. It's like, there is no magic pill. You know, it's like your cervix is a canary in the coal mine and it has a message for you. (laughs) It's telling you that you're abusing yourself in some way. And it's creating an environment in your body that's allowing this virus to wreak havoc on your cervix. And when you address those factors, 
there's a good chance that your body is going to be able to fight back and clear the virus on its own. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's, you know, really what the book is about. Like, it's not, it doesn't have all the answers, and it definitely doesn't have one magic pill in it. Mm -hmm. Um, But it does have hope. And my hope is that it inspires women to find their own way and to know that there are other options. Um, And they've got to find it. It's not going to be easy. One of the chapters in the book is determination. Mm -hmm. You know, there are many days when I wanted to give up because what I was trying wasn't seemingly working. Um, But I just, you know, deep down believed that I was on the right path and I had to keep going. And uh, it's not always going to be easy. I mean, yeah, for some women it is. They like take a few pills, they change a few things in their diet, they go back next year and it clears. And I hope it's that easy for everyone out there. But for other people, it's not. And sometimes it takes a little more effort and a little more determination and it's Mm -hmm. not or cutting out one bad habit, it's going to be the entirety of all those things together. Uh, It's going to be an entire lifestyle change. I often say HPV was a blessing in disguise because it set me up for a long life of health. Anything Mm -hmm. else that comes my way for the rest of my life, I better know how to handle it. I live a better life. I feel better. I feel better physically. I feel better spiritually. I feel better mentally. Um, and if I hadn't gone on this journey to healing HPV, I don't think I would be nearly as well off as I am now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can, I can, I can relate to that. You know, HPV was definitely a factor in my journey and helped me land where I am right there now at this very moment. So, um, so let's tell everybody um, how they can get in touch with you. And I know that you have a special offer for everyone as well. And I just want to let people know that we are going to have links to Courtney's book and everything else on the website. So you can get all of that at holisticsexedradio.com and just click on the previous uh, prior episodes link and it will bring you right over to Courtney's episode. So uh, yeah, go ahead, Yeah, so please, I'm always happy to hear from you. Uh, Find me on Empower and Shine. It's a Facebook support group uh, for women with HPV. You can find me there and a whole bunch of other women who create a great community of support. Uh, You can also find me on my website, shinelighthealth.com. And there you can order my book. It's also available on Amazon. Um, And on my website right now, I offer one-hour empowerment sessions. It's just anybody who wants a little more one-on-one time with me to, you know, answer questions that you might have and to help jumpstart your healing journey. So if you're interested in that, uh, for Holistic Sex Ed Radio, I'm offering a half-off one-hour empowerment session. So feel free to go to my website and just mention Holistic Sex Ed Radio for the special offer. Awesome. Thank you so much, Courtney. Thanks for your time. I really appreciate you. I will definitely get that stuff up on the website for you. Everybody go check Courtney out. Check out her book. Lots of great resources for you. Thanks so much, Courtney. It's been really awesome talking with you. Coming up next, we are going to be talking with Kate Orson. And we are going to be going in deep with a discussion on the surgical procedures that are often offered as a treatment for cervical dysplasia and the impact that these treatments can have on women's lives, in particular their sex lives. So please stay tuned for that, and we will be right back.
you need to live up to your full potential. You've heard that for years, but now there's a channel to help you get there. Introducing the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Our listeners have told us that they want to be motivated, hear about success stories, and positive encouragement around the clock. And we've responded to you. The Voice America Empowerment Channel is the home of the world's top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success experts. Listen to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's here at voiceamericaempowerment.com. Are you satisfied with your life? Do you know that more should be possible? Listen for the Access Consciousness Radio Show with the creators of Access, Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane here. Our program offers pragmatic tools to change things in your life that you haven't been able to change until now. What if all of life could come to you with ease, joy, and glory? Tune in to Access Consciousness Thursdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. Exploring the Enneagram with Dr. E is an amazing way to help you be you. Join host Dr. Deborah Egerton as she helps you to see how exploring the Enneagram helps you understand why you do the things you do. Understanding yourself can strengthen relationships, offer new perspectives, and help you live the life you were intended to live. You'll look at different aspects of your life in a whole new light. Exploring the Enneagram with Dr. E is broadcast live every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. Want to go deeper into this conversation? Visit us on the web at holisticsexedradio.com. Now back to Robin LaCrosse. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Thanks for sticking with us. Before I introduce our next guest, I would like to tell you about two things. So first of all, if you missed last week's interview, check it out. It's very important. We are giving away an HPV test. This is a great opportunity to get tested if you have never been tested or you have, um, for example, a male partner who's never been tested and you're curious to know maybe you have a new partner and you would like to know um, if they're a carrier of the virus. Whatever the case may be, you can use it yourself or you can give it to a person of your own choosing. So if you'd like to enter your name into the hat for the drawing for the giveaway, just go to my website, holisticsexedradio.com and look on the top of the page for the menu. You'll see the, the link to the giveaway right there. The second thing I wanna tell you about is if you've ever had a problem with HPV or um, had a diagnosis of cervical dysplasia, or even if you're just concerned, you know, worried that maybe you might be exposed to HPV, if you would like to know more about what you can do to keep your cervix healthy and fight back against the human papillomavirus, you'll want to sign up for my upcoming webinar. And to sign up for that, you can just, same thing, go to the website, you'll see all the details, what it's about, all that sort of thing. The main thing you need to know is if you've ever had a problem with HPV, you definitely want to check this webinar out. And for our second guest today, I want to bring on Kay Orson. She has had a personal experience with one of the surgical procedures that is offered as treatment for cervical dysplasia. And so I wanted to bring her on to discuss what 
can happen in some situations because this isn't something that is typically shared when somebody is advised to go get one of these surgical procedures. So let me introduce to you Kate Orson. She is a freelance writer, author of a parenting book called Tears Heal, How to Listen to Our Children, and she's a creative writing teacher. After she discovered her sexual side effects from the LEAP procedure were being experienced by thousands of other women, she started to write and campaign to raise awareness about this. She runs a Facebook support group called Healing from LEAP and has been interviewed about the LEAP procedure for Cosmopolitan, New Scientist, Scientific American, and Vice. She writes regularly about sex for the website Kinkly and is currently crowdfunding to raise funds to publish her memoir about the LEAP procedure, A Cut in the Brain. She now teaches journal writing on the theme of sexuality and helps others on their own sexual healing journey after LEAP through the self-cervix program. Hey, Kate. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Hi, thanks for inviting me along. It's good to be here. Yeah, so I know that you have had personal experience with um, surgical procedures that are often offered when women who have been diagnosed with HPV and are being adversely affected when it causes changes in their cervix cells. And so can you share a little bit about your experience and what that was like and the things that happened as a result? Uh, yeah, sure. So I had the LEAP procedure 14 years ago, so quite a long time ago. And, um, you know, I was told by my doctor, oh, you know, this is a really simple and minor procedure. This is a tiny area. We're just going to burn off the cells. And, and so I went into it kind of thinking, well, I feel a bit scared. I'm not really sure why, what this is all about. But the doctor seems to say that I've got to do this treatment, so I'll do it. I was 25, so a lot younger than I am now. And, um, yeah, and that's all I – I just thought it was this really minor thing, like no big deal at all. Um, and then afterwards, like – I had some problems, like had an infection and I just, my stomach muscles, they felt really weak. I had like trouble sitting up and I just felt really awful. And then I waited the amount of time that you, you do to have sex. And I waited a bit longer because I'd had this infection and also because I didn't really feel like it, which was quite strange because I, I always had a really high sex drive and that was never an issue for me. And um, yeah, so the first time I had sex, I just kind of did it because I was like, well, I had this boyfriend that I'd been with for like three months before the leap. And I was like, oh my God, this is so strange. I've been with this person for three months. We haven't had sex in like nearly six weeks. So I kind of was like, I just need to do it to get it over with and reassure myself that, you know, everything's okay. And yeah, and it was just like, my whole body felt broken and I had this like there was a lot of pain and then I had an orgasm but I and it was weird because it was like um I could feel this muscle moving in my body but I didn't feel any pleasure and and it and after that it was just it was just so devastating to me and I, I don't think I ever really acknowledged how devastating it was I immediately tried to find out what I could do to help myself and heal and recover but I just felt completely in the dark because I knew nobody that this had happened to apart from me. 
-hmm. And I just kind of assumed, oh, my body, I'm really messed up psychologically to have this massive reaction to a tiny procedure. And um, yeah, so it it was really a shock. And I I did a lot of things to heal my body. Um, Yeah, but it's only in the last few years as I've begun to realize that thousands of other women are affected that I, I begin to understand what actually happened and, mm-hmm. and why and sure. that these are side effects that we're not being told about. Right. And so when you first discovered that there was a problem when you had sex for the first time after this procedure, what, did you go back to the doctor and explain to them what was happening and were you know how were your symptoms received? Yeah, so um so it works differently in the UK we have uh, this doctor called a colposcopist I don't know if I'm saying that right Copal, yeah a coposcope it's coposcopy <laughs> coposcopist or something like that uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. so uh-huh. they're the ones that perform the procedure and then you don't right. go back to them you right. go to your GP which is like a general doctor sure. so I went to them and it explained and they were like oh perhaps it's a bit of scarring and and I just felt really shocked. I was like, scarring? Like, I was never told anything about scarring. And it just felt really weird to me that there was this possibility of scarring from the procedure where I thought I was just having a few cells burnt off. So I couldn't understand why that would re- result in scarring. And I also wondered how this doctor knew about scarring. And nobody had ever told me, oh, you might have some scarring and then sex might be painful and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, I think I was quite traumatized by everything because um, I really didn't want to be examined. And, and, she's, and she, did, she just said, she, you know, I'll examine you next time. And then I ended up, um, I went home and I Googled scarring after leap procedure. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I don't know what I came across, but I came across something about burning off scar tissue. Mm-hmm. And, and I just read that and I thought, well, I thought I just had my cells burnt off and now they want to burn off scar tissue. And then I just was like, I can't go back. I, like. I just had lost all trust and I was like, I don't understand this. And I think I was traumatized. So I think mm-hmm. I, I just was like, I'm not going to go back. So, so mm-hmm. I didn't. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so when this happened and well, eventually at some point, what made you decide to start the Facebook group? Uh, so yeah, for, for like 12 years, I didn't know that other women had been affected because I had, tried googling like 12 years ago to find other stories and I couldn't find anything and the mm-hmm. internet was quite different in those days yes and then, um, so it was about three years later now I uh, my sister had leukemia and I um I was a donor match so I donated stem cells for her and just being in the hospital I think it just brought it all back like I felt like the doctors were hiding side effects and I was like I I, I just felt really mistrustful and quite scared in that environment and it really got me thinking I was like am I really the only one that this happened to um and then I found this story from someone else another woman and I connected with her and then she had she was from the UK where I'm from Mm -hmm. but she had been she had like looked for answers and she'd done like the opposite of me where I was like ran away from the doctors she had kept going back to her doctors like trying to find answers mm-hmm. nobody would give her an answer in the UK so she ended up finding this doctor in the US who mm-hmm. um understood about like cervical nerves and how they can be damaged by the elite procedure mm-hmm. but because doctors don't study these cer- cervical nerves 
they um they don't realize that they don't acknowledge that and they don't mm-hmm. understand that because of these nerves the cervix is involved in our sexual response so through her i learned that this was happening to thousands of other women so at that point i wrote a blog post and and then i started getting comments and messages from people that um had happened it had happened to as well mm-hmm. just from my facebook friends or you know except friends of friends mm-hmm. so I, I just knew that you know that meant that there would be lots and lots of women, other women out there so i at that point i started the facebook group mm-hmm. yeah yeah and i find it interesting to you with my own experience with having biopsies taken the physician i was in a a teaching clinic and the physician was telling the student doctor that the cervix doesn't have nerves and just to go in there because my cervix was being slippery because I was ovulating at the time. So she was, the, mm. uh, the student was struggling a little bit to get that little, you know, pinch of biopsy material. And the doctor's like, oh, well, there isn't nerves in here and just go in there and, and do it, you know? And then he did it. And I'm like, ow, it's like that oh, hurt. <laughs> it's like, yeah, don't tell me there ain't no nerves in there. That hurt. Yeah, but you know it's just the ignorance you know it's like how can you say that there are no nerves in there it's like yeah well it's true that the cervix will stretch to allow a baby to exit the uterus but that doesn't mean that there are no nerves in there no we don't feel anything you know i mean i mean come (laughs) on really yeah it's strange it's like so unscientific like for, for what you assume will be a scientific medical system they Mm -hmm. they've made this assumption that it has no nerves and yeah strange Mm -hmm. yes it is so we are going to take a quick commercial break and when we come back we're going to talk about this some more stay tuned live up to your full potential You've heard that for years, but now there's a channel to help you get there. Introducing the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Get motivated, hear about success stories, and positive encouragement. The Voice America Empowerment Channel is the home of the world's top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success experts. Listen to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Are you aware that each one of us was born with a mission, a sense of purpose? Even if you don't know it yet, it will reveal itself. Pay attention to the clues that will lead you to uncover your mission. Listen to Mission Possible program with host Carol Ann Fernandez. Along with some amazing guests, Carol Ann seeks to help you along the journey to manifest your mission. It's time to unleash your greater potential. Mission Possible program airs live every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. The White House doctor makes house calls. Listen every week for House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. Dr. Connie has served as the White House physician under three U.S. presidents. Now she joins the Voice America Empowerment Channel to help you enrich yourself physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Our guests will include professionals from a variety of fields who will bring you tips that you can apply to your own life. Listen for House Calls with Dr. Connie every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel.
You are listening to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. Want to go deeper into this conversation? Visit us on the web at HolisticSexEdRadio.com. Now back to Robin LaCrosse. So we're back here with Kate Orson. And Kate, can you talk a little bit about some of the experiences, like the things that you've seen as a result of having your Facebook group, like things that other women have experienced, like how, how does this kind of thing affect other women? I'm sure it must have like a huge impact on their relationships um, because if sex hurts, that's, you know, it's obviously going to take a toll. Yeah. And it's not, yeah, it's not just the pain, but the, you know, the loss of sensation and having no libido. And also I think it affects women in this really profound way where you just don't feel like a sexual being anymore. Like I know I didn't, and I, I didn't really feel like I was physically present in my body and it, and I feel like I, I, I'm, I feel like I'm lucky. Like I, I have a happy marriage and, you know, although we've had our difficulties and when I read some of the other stories, I just feel really sad for, for the other people. Like, you know, one woman, you know, she, she lost her job because she couldn't physically do the work anymore because of her side effects. And she also lost her partner because of this, you know, seeing relationships breaking up, which, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe, it's not such a bad thing if the person can't stick by someone that's gone through this, but also it is, it is hard. It's devastating. Yeah. Yeah. And just, and, and it's just completely not recognized how bad it is. Another Mm -hmm. woman, she, she was um, like admitted into mental health hospital because she was really struggling with, her mental health after the procedure and the trauma Mm -hmm. and it's just not acknowledged at all that you can have a gynecological procedure and it can cause PTSD and all these symptoms and it's just not acknowledged at all so yeah and and how do you get support you know I mean sex already is so hard for us to talk about never mind pain with sex or sexually transmitted viruses and the results that they can cause like cervical dysplasia and so there's really a sense of isolation. So I think that's why these Facebook support groups are so powerful because you really feel like you're not alone. And for, you know, something where you're ashamed to talk to your family about this or you don't want to share and then to have everything like to, in this one situation you were just talking about where you lose your job, you lose your partner, you know, it's like maybe you lose your home because you can't afford to live there anymore because now you're suddenly, you know, one income, you know, household, and so, yeah, I mean, it's just devastating. And then there's no support or recourse, you know, because if you go and say, hey, you know, it's like I lost everything as a result of this procedure. I don't know. Have you heard of any lawsuits over a leap? I mean, no, I don't not, think I have. Yeah, not yet. Um, I yeah. think a few people will start trying. Uh, yeah, I think it's hard because there's not the scientific evidence there because they haven't done the research. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, like it's, it's, it's shocking that this can happen and, and nobody's really liable. And if it's a mental health issue, they'll, they'll be like, well, this is a mental health issue. It's not to do with this procedure, mm-hmm. you know. So, right, yeah. yeah, where it's actually, you know, stems from the physical. And, you know, mm-hmm. our vagina, our cervix, I mean, this is such a core part of our being and to have, trauma in that way you know I mean even just getting a pap smear 
alone is enough. You know what I mean? Like that kind of leaves you walking away feeling like, Ugh, you know, and never mm-hmm. mind having a procedure that, you know, causes damage, you know, and you trusted your doctor and, you know, and they didn't, you know, tell you that something like this could happen. So you weren't even, pre- you know, prepared that, oh, well, they said maybe there's a slim chance this could happen. It's like, you don't even get that. So that's really, yeah. it's not fair, you know. So I know you're working on a book about your experience. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, yeah. So I've written a memoir about my personal experience with this and just my whole story about, yeah, what happens, like different ways I tried to heal on my long journey to find an answer and, and then uh, meeting this woman that had written the blog and how we became friends and, and just the story of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've written it to, yeah, to raise awareness and, and get it out there. And I really wanted to write this book as a personal story, not just a factual book, but mm-hmm. a personal story because I found like through my experience and through meeting someone else and we, we talked a lot, me and Asha, she's called, mm-hmm. about we realized, well, she already had figured it out, but I realized it from talking to her, that really what happens is, you know how they say that the stomach is like a second brain? Because mm-hmm. like there's such complex neurology, scientists have called it a second brain. And, yes. and I think the same is true for the cervix. It's really like your brain. And um, I really felt like... I, I had brain changes from the procedure, like something happened to my thinking. I wasn't able to think in certain ways. Like I had brain fog and memory issues and issues with my creativity. And it wasn't just like, oh, I'm traumatized and depressed and I'm not feeling creative. It was like, I just couldn't use that part of my brain anymore. And um, I remember I I used to journal a lot and I used to call it, a stone in my head because I felt like there was this dead stone in my head that mm-hmm. like the neural connections were not going together anymore. Like it just felt like I couldn't think. And Asha, who the friend I met, she talked about a dark shadow and she was an artist. So she drew a picture and she had this dark shadow in her head. Mm-hmm. And like the parallel between those two things was just spooky to me that we mm-hmm. both had come up with this metaphor to describe what happened to our brains mm-hmm. after this procedure. So I called my book a cut in the brain because mm-hmm. that's what I think is happening if you have a leak and they cut the nerves. It doesn't always happen like that. They might miss the nerves and it's okay. But yeah, so that was really to, I wanted to describe like all these things that had happened and yeah, the changes that the procedure can cause. Mm -hmm. I think that'll be really powerful for women who are, you know, in a situation where that book is relevant. So thank you for doing that. Yeah. And I know, and I know you have a a crowdfund um, raising project going on in support of that book. So I want to let everybody know that we're going to post the link for that on the website, holisticsexedradio.com. And if you would like to, support Kate's project you can use that link to donate yeah I'll put also a link for your Facebook group so if anybody is themselves struggling with the after effects of these procedures that they use to remove abnormal cells from our cervix then they have a place to go and get support well thanks for joining us so much I really appreciate your time and I know 
that uh, women will find this interesting and valuable. So thank you so much. Great. Thank you so much for inviting me along. It's yes. been a pleasure. Thanks for listening today, everybody. And just a reminder, go to holisticsexedradio.com and put your name in the hat for that HPV test giveaway and also sign up for the webinar if you've ever had a problem with HPV, if you want to know how to protect yourself or somebody that you know and care about also has been adversely affected by the human papillomavirus, this webinar will be for you. So thanks for listening, everybody, and we will see you next week. You'll definitely want to turn in because it's a super fascinating conversation. And if you um, have ever had a problem with HPV, you'll very much be interested in this next conversation. So we'll see you next week. Bye-bye, everybody. You've been listening to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. Thank you for spending some of your precious time with us today. While these conversations may be difficult at times, the rewards are well worth it. We have the power to change the world by what we teach our kids. Join host Robin LaCrosse next Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another thought-provoking conversation. Thank you and have a beautiful day.